Welcome to another episode of Yellow Soul. I'm your host, Juliette Marhofer Duggar. Thank you for being with me today. So I decided to do something a little bit different. Normally, it's you, me, and a guest. Today, it's just you and me. So as the release of my book draws closer and closer, I've had so many amazing people say, so how did all this start? I thought it would be really fun to go back a little bit and then move forward into how that journey unfolded. We have so much to talk about today. I can't wait. Let's get to it. You know, it's kind of funny because people say, did you always want to be a writer? And the answer is yes. Since I was 13, that was a desire, like a childhood dream, right? Come true. Did you know you wanted to write this book? No, (laughs) this is not the first book that I thought I was going to write. On February 15th, 2017, I heard three words repeatedly, write the book, write the book. And I finally paused and said, out loud, what book? (laughs) What book are you asking me to write? So the answer I was seeking didn't come that day. What did happen is it came in the form of a process. It came when the waters began to stir in my life and nothing takes God by surprise, and he was already preparing me for what was ahead. Everything that was about to unfold and unravel and transpire in my interior world, just different areas of my life that he was putting in motion, and I felt like as much as there was that was happening that was out of my control, I also knew that I had a significant role to play in the process. From 2016 into early 2017, but specifically on February 15th, I was spending some time personally in prayer and I kept hearing these words, these three words over and over and over again, write the book. I was so curious that I kept coming back. As I continued my dialogue with God, I began to realize that the book he was asking me to write was manifesting as my own life being rewritten, that my story, my narrative was shifting. And you know, when that is happening, it's like we're paying attention, but it's like when we reflect and we can turn around and say, you know what, I didn't know then that I know now. And man, I wish I would have taken better notes, <laughs> you know, like I wish I was, I wish I was like really, really uh, stepping into that space and leaning in a little bit more because I could have learned so much and I have regrets that I didn't. And so how do we track that progress when we reflect and of our lives in a season that is really, really difficult or amazing? You will want so badly to recall those moments that just grabbed you and held you the ins and outs and the bits and pieces that we just tend to forget we we know we think we'll remember and the reality is we don't because life is full and things happen and evolve and so here it comes people journaling this is why i am a proponent of journaling day-to-day life and when we think about our soul every day that we don't take the time more paramount is that we don't believe we're worth the time spending quality quiet time solitude there's there's an ease there's an intention of sitting of waiting of resting in one of my podcast episodes 
with Kelly Trontel, my sweet, dear friend that we just did an episode together. One of the things in her stories that, that God uncovered for her is that rest became her weapon. She realized that, that rest is a weapon and it is for all of us that we have a sword to wield and we draw that sword and we choose how we're going to enter the battle. Many times that determines the outcome of the war. It determines the outcome in the sense that it, it doesn't mean that it's going to look the way you expect it to look. What it does mean is that your soul is intact. Your soul is intact. Your soul remains intact. There's that process that you're in, that it doesn't always make sense to everyone around you. And it's exhausting to spend your time convincing others this is the way God intended it to look. Because to them, it may just look like chaos. To you, you know that there's a beautiful unraveling that's happening. And that's what happened in my life in uh, 2016 and into 2017 and beyond is that in the process of this brutality unfolding in my life, that God was ahead of it all. He had a beautiful path. And when my feet would slip, he would gently place my feet back on the path and say, keep walking. I've got you. I've got you. I've made provision. I can see what you can't. I've already been where you're going. Focus on me. Walk with me. Stay with me. Don't lose heart. Don't grow weary. Don't stop. Don't quit. God would, God, I would, I would hear that still small voice say, don't quit. Rest. Be still. Wait. Listen. I need you to see something. So be still. As I refer to this process in my life, what began this excavation in my soul and the brutal that he kept making beautiful was a process that was unequivocal to anything I had ever experienced in my life with Jesus. I continued to unpack my soul. I continued to lean in into the pain. And through that, God kept restoring my power. He just kept after this, this ebb and this flow of the struggle that, that I found myself in and this, and this tension, yet in the tension and, and in the pain and feeling so bereaved and so numb, I kept feeling him restoring parts of me that I thought were completely unrecoverable. He, he stayed after me. I kept making myself available to him, available to him in spirit, soul, and body, my heart, my mind, and my will. And it was so hard, so painful. But I just knew that if I continued to say yes, he would never stop showing up for me. So many days I had to choose joy. And I'm going to say that my sweet friends, Wes and Michelle Harris, talking about dark nights and how does he get through? And what does that look like for him as a musician, as a creative for him and for Michelle? In that conversation, when I asked Wes, he said something so profound and it's never left me. And Wes, shout out to you. I've repeated this to so many people and clients. And that is that I have a really good memory. Remembering in those moments 
what God has done and knowing that he did it once that he will do it again. He is faithful. Everything in your life and in your circumstances is screaming at you that he is not and that he is nowhere to be found and that he is not coming for you. He has no desire to rescue you. It's almost like you it's almost like you you can hear in the taunting and the turmoil from the enemy of your soul. Where's your daddy now? Where is he now? Just that doubt and that insecurity, the feeling that rescue is never happening. It's, it's what he says in, in the scriptures in Romans 8. And we no longer live the life of an orphan. He offers that to us. He's put that spirit of adoption within us. And it says that we are no longer taken captive. And this is the author's paraphrase <laughs> by Juliet. But it's like, Oh, you know what? Let's pause. I'm going to read it to you because I love this. It is titled Sons and Daughters Destined for Glory. So this is Romans 8 and this is verse 15. And it says, and you did not receive the spirit of religious duty. In the footnotes says spirit of slavery. We can say you did not receive the spirit of religious duty or slavery leading you back into the fear of never being good enough, but you have received the spirit of full acceptance, or you can say the spirit of full adoption enfolding you into the family of God. And you will never feel orphaned for as he rises up within us, our spirits join him in saying the words of tender affection, beloved father for the Holy spirit makes God's fatherhood real to us as he whispers into our innermost being you are God's beloved child. This passage of scripture completely, and when I say completely, wrecked my life. In this season that started in my life in 2016, transformed me because it came alive. It awakened, it awakened that orphan in me, was there since a young girl. And I had this this amazing connection I had with Jesus Christ and with the Holy Spirit. And what I didn't know that I was missing was intimate belonging with the Father. I didn't realize how long I had lived my life as a beggar, not as a beloved. That's how I had lived my life. Coming back to our journeys together and how we walk out our path in this life. The reality is, is we do walk around. We don't even realize it, but that fear that enslaves us of never being good enough, the pain, the affliction, the turmoil, the trauma, the day-to-day anxiety, the panic, the overload, the overwhelm, all of that points our soul to putting a question mark on God's face. For the person listening who says, I don't have a history with God. I don't even know if I believe that he exists. This conversation may feel different for you and that's okay. This is your journey. It's about discovering who you are and who he is to you. And it may be unpacking and unlearning so that you can restore and relearn so that you can find out what is it that I don't know? What is it that I've spent my life filling myself up with busyness and striving and performing and earning love 
of that's become your identity because that's your normal. That's become easier for you than pausing and reflecting because that feels too painful. Could be for the first time in your life, you're desperate to heal, that you finally feel like you've come to the end of yourself, that you may say, Juliet, the, the unraveling is unprecedented. I don't know if I can take another day. You know, the reason I started Yellow Soul is sharing with others that if it's to find you, it matters. So let's talk about it. Let's dialogue. Let's have a conversation. When we pause, when we really, really want to begin our path of healing and journey to wholeness, we can decide. You know, you may say, yeah, you make that sound so easy. It's not like, it's not easy. I will never tell you that it's easy because it is far from easy. I'm going to tell you the opposite. It's brutal and it hurts and it's hard, but you're worth it. Your future is worth it. Those around you are worth it. So what draws us to change? What is that that compels us to finally cross over and say, yes, is today your day? This moment here, now you and me, when this podcast ends, is this your day? Is this your moment where you realize that you have fascinating story of resilience. You know, I said to God, okay, if this pain is in my life, make it count. If this evil is in my life, I want a reward. If I'm going to suffer, then I want power. I want to be empowered. And I ask God, let me feel it all. Because when I do, the result of that in my life is a capacity to love that only you can give and a measure of compassion that only you can give. And yes, it was a really big ask. And I will tell you the pain delivered on that, on that ask. Oh, but God, he hasn't stopped delivering on his measure of redemption and restoration and goodness in my life. He is so faithful. So for the person who isn't real sure, that they want to have anything to do with God, or you find yourself angry at God, that you hate yourself, I want you to know that God doesn't hold any of that against you. And today is an invitation for you to step into a space, an adventure, to make a shift, to pivot in your life today. You know, I, I reflect on the story in the scriptures of the woman with the issue of blood. She pressed through the crowd. Jesus said to his followers. He felt something. He felt something. He looked at his followers and said, someone touched me. And you can only imagine they looked at him like he was crazy because they said, uh, yeah, his followers looked at him. And he, they were like, you're in a crowd of people. Of course, <laughs> of course, someone touched you, you know? And he was like, no, I mean, I just, I felt, I felt like Jesus was like, no, this was different. And there's the woman who had endured an issue of blood for 12 years. What all had she done in those 12 years? You know, what, what modalities, what tools, what doctors, what remedies, what had she done in the natural that did not work? Maybe temporarily, maybe there was some relief, but she wasn't made whole. It was still there. There was a day that showed up in her life, maybe like today for you and the day for me that came and all these issues 
<laughs> we all got issues. I have a piece on my, on my website that says that we don't have daddy issues. We have human issues, right? There's, there's a lot of different areas in our lives where issues stem from. So we can identify with her story. We think about areas of our lives that have been lingering where there's been so much pain. Why was that day different? Why Jesus? And then her role in her story, her role in her narrative shifting, because Jesus looked at her and he said, you, what she did, her, her pain had become desperation as she pressed through the crowd. And she decided that day, if I could just if I could just touch the hem of his garment, that's, that's what I'll need. Jesus caught her eyes, came face to face, not with her issues, but with her. He saw her just like he sees you and me. And he looked at her and he said, it's your faith that's made you whole. Everything she had done, everything she had done up to that point, the process she had been in, the issues, the remedies, the, the antidote she kept seeking this woman did not give up. Her day came. It came. It showed up for her. And guess what? She showed up for her day. They both collided. The pain, the power, she brought it that day. Don't stop short of your day. You're one decision away from your path changing of becoming whole. This is your journey to wholeness. My pastor Erwin Raphael McManus says, nothing is wasted. You know, today you may have considered giving up, turning out the light. And I want you to know, I crossed that dark path quite a few times over the last five years. I had some really, really dark, dark nights. And I go back to my friend, Wes Harris, and it was such a fight. And like he said, the memory the hope. And if we don't have that history to draw upon with God, I want to encourage and infuse your heart with, with this hope and this truth is that you're here. You're alive today. You're breathing. You're listening. What I found is that as I reflected on my life as a child and adulting and looking back and realizing that how many times as human beings, we don't make it out. And even though someone could look at my life and say, yeah, Juliet, I mean, you, you had some experiences and God was there. I invited God in. I invited God in. I chose to create a culture in my life. The ins and outs of my story as a child and as an adult, I had many opportunities to walk away and to blame God and to put the blame on him and the question marks on his face. I've had so many opportunities in my life to turn my back and to walk away. Humans are imperfect. We have a free will. We choose. God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And as I looked back and reflected on my story, my POV is this. He never left. He was always there. He was always there. That became part of my process and my healing is being able to embrace and reconcile those really dark, hard, brutal places in my story, that there were so many alternatives that could have happened. And I chose to see his hand because I'm still here and you're still here. Before we close our conversation, Hebrews 12, one says, it says, so we must let go of every wound 
that has pierced us in the footnotes or get rid of every arrow tip in us. The implication is carrying an arrow tip inside a wound that weighs us down and keeps us from running our race with freedom. It says, so we must let go. Relax our hands along with our heart. I know. I want to acknowledge the depth and the gravity and the undertow of the arrow tips. Not easy. The process is in the process. We must let go. It's our role to play. God says, I will heal you. I want to restore you. I want to make you whole. Just as Jesus looked at the woman and said, your faith has made you whole. Like her faith met his power. That day was her day. She had to walk out of her house, press through the crowd. Who knows what people were thinking? I mean, if you're touching the hem and you're in a crowd and you're touching the hem of someone's robe, garment, she was down on the ground. Like she had to get down. What are we willing to do? What are we willing to press through? What, what's the crowd in our lives that we are willing to do whatever it takes to reach the healing that we long for and to create the future that we're destined for? That her role to play in her narrative changing, her role to play, she her faith. He said, your faith has made you whole. So the next one is Philippians 1, 6. And it says, I pray with great faith for you because I'm fully convinced that the one who began this glorious work in you will faithfully continue the process of maturing you and will put his finishing touches to it until the unveiling of our Lord Jesus Christ. This brings me hope for my life, for my issues, from, from my journey is that, that I am in process and to know that God never stops tending to my soul, that he will continuously put the finishing touches on my life in ways that I know I could never do by myself, that the scripture tells us that what he started, he will finish. He's not leaving. That we as human beings never arrive, that we are in process, that our journey of healing keeps evolving as we grow. We mature. We stop tolerating and stop inviting and stop chronic patterns and cycles from continuing in our lives. The last scripture is Hebrews 10, 23. Wrap your heart tightly around the hope that lives within us, knowing that God always keeps his promises. It says always. So what is your story of resilience, your path, your journey to wholeness? What does that look like? From zero to where we are now, that this is not an event, it's your life, the life that you're called to live. Forgiving others seems so much easier than forgiving ourselves. It's not what others hold against us. It is what we hold against ourselves. That is the hardest to release and forgive. Today is your day for a new beginning. Today is your day to wrap your arm around yourself and say, we are worth this. Let's begin to heal.
Thank you so much for listening to this vulnerable episode of just me and you of Yellow Soul today. It's been an honor to sit with you, to pause with you, to share some personal insight. I am counting on you. My book is coming soon. Those dates for the release will be announced. And so please follow me on Instagram at Juliet Marhofer Duggar. Please rate, review, and comment on my podcast. It means the world to me. And I love hearing from you. I love sharing your testimonies with others who press pause in their day to to hang out and to tune in and listen. If this episode empowered you and inspired you and brought you some hope, please consider sharing it with a friend. They may need to hear something just like you did. I hope that your heart gathered some joy and peace along the way today. Until next time, friend. Cheers.